an island full of mysteries. Pirate ghosts, union zombies, and werecats emerge in Zoinks! Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Welcome back. It's strange to see some Confederate soldiers in this, but hey, I did see some Union soldiers as well, so there's that. <laughs> exactly. Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. This is the Bargain Basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we stay alive, we are discussing Zombie Island, specifically Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> Alex, mm-hmm. one of the things you should know about me, oh. random fact about me, okay. is that of any fictional character in the history of fictional characters oh. in my life, I have been compared most to Shaggy Doo. CC literally did it while we were watching it. She doesn't look like Eric. <laughs> I have been compared to Shaggy Doo more than anybody it's else not Shaggy. in my life. His name is not Shaggy Doo. Uh, <laughs> according to Scoob the movie, I think his name is Shaggy oh, is that Doo. So? Good to know, Shaggy Doo. You know what? Let's <laughs> let, let's look up Shaggy from Scooby Doo's full name. I bet it's ridiculous. What do you think? Yeah, probably shaggy rogers and his first name is norville right. norville shaggy rogers <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> wow. oh that's funny that's funny i i just know i'm a shaggy do <laughs> <laughs> no but that is the um yeah yeah he is the character i have been compared to most in my life as a fictional character so yeah i believe it yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, man. This is, uh, sure, this was almost a part of our zombie series, Alex. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But I don't think you took it seriously. Uh, so we just didn't, uh, elect it, I think it was. I can't remember why we didn't do it. I didn't take it seriously. I was totally, because no, I, I was 100% just... down for it. <laughs> I was 100% down for it, too. But um, I think it fits better into this series anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a series of tour de forces, so. Yep, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and get into it, Alex, uh, if you don't have anything else to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. When reviewing a film like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island... It's almost impossible to review the film as a standalone experience because Scooby-Doo is, well, Scooby-Doo. We've got countless series, movies, and expectations going into a film. And when you mix that with our own personal nostalgia directed towards the film, our review will undoubtedly be full (laughs) of our unabashed bias. Nonetheless, Alex, what are your first impressions upon 
revisiting the old zombie island. And like we hinted at last week, what's scarier, this film or last week's film, My Neighbor Totoro? Yeah, I. No, Eric, remind me. Had you seen this one before? Or you had? I have, but like it has been, it has been a while. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. So I guess to answer your question, while the underlying terror of My Neighbor Totoro shouldn't be understated. Which is a sentence I genuinely mean. <laughs> I do think this film is scarier uh, and somewhat gorier. It's uh, some really cool. I mean, it's definitely gorier in some really cool mm-hmm. ways. I I love the zombies and how they how they assemble and disassemble. You know, with their skin slowly coming up over their 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 bones and then when they disintegrate it just melts off of them. Dude. Yeah, that, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. for a Scooby Doo movie. And then yeah. the cat monsters at the end of the film are really great. These were cats. And the animation yeah. <laughs> during their full blown transformations is quite stellar. I could not believe how good the animation was when these scenes happened. Definitely brought the A team for that <laughs> for those scenes. Uh, and then there are these other horror elements that I like really well, just with uh, some of the mystery, the ghosts, the, the just like what is going on. Like there's a lot happening on this island, and I really, I I think. I really like it, and I, I feel like I can kind of go on and on a little bit about the the fun here, um, but I will say, Eric, this is a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, it, th- this one was a little bit kind of like Reign of Fire for me in terms of, mm. yeah, I was right to like this movie when I was a kid. And so, yeah, there, there's just a lot of elements here that I liked, and some were kind of refreshing a bit. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll let you go, because I'll come back to that. All right, yeah. Well, <laughs> there is certainly a whole lot on Zombie Island, to say the least. Um, <laughs> I do think this is a spookier movie than My Neighbor Totoro in a conventional sense. Mm. But after contemplating My Neighbor Totoro last week, this is definitely a scarier, that is definitely a a scarier film for me as an adult because you can feel the underlying stakes there. Whereas in Scooby-Doo, it has these spooky horror elements, yes, but you also know that everything is going to be okay. But let's get into Zombie Island. (laughs) It really is bonkers. Um... Zombies are like a small element in this somewhat overstuffed film, really. It checks multiple boxes, though, for what we want to cover on the pod. Zombies, were-creatures, interesting love triangles. What's not to love, Alex? Thinking about this film, though, and where it goes, it actually reminds me a good deal of a blend of white zombie Mm. and I walked with the zombie in terms of zombie influences. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely inspired by some of the previous zombie films. Uh, and the, of the two you mentioned, especially I Walked with a Zombie, right? We got the voodoo here um, yep. as yep. well. And I, I definitely see more parallels with Walked with a Zombie than White Zombie, but there are some parallels there for sure. 
But there's another parallel from our Universal Monster series that's even, I think this relates to even more so. Mm-hmm. And though I, I think, because I think the character Simone, who I think is actually a really good bad guy, has a lot in mm-hmm. common with something like Dracula. She lures mm-hmm. her victims in to prolong her own everlasting life. And I really like that element of the of, of the story. And honestly, I just kind of like the story here in general. You know, it, it plays on a lot of the tro- the tropes of uh, Scooby Doo. It, it plays with them. It also leans into them uh, and uses them to various effect in the film. But you actually do when you're watching the film feel a little bit of sad for where you see everyone. When they went their separate ways, you know, especially with like Shaggy and Scooby working at the TFSA, because it's like such a soul sucking job compared to the adventures that they used to go on. And I actually really like this. <laughs> and yet fe- they, and yet they make the best of that. <laughs> yes, right? they do. They find the best part of it, Contraband. and make it like the best job in the world for them, <laughs> <laughs> and immediately lose their Stop. jobs. Um, yeah, because <laughs> of the. Uh, but luckily, they had a few Gorgonzolas left over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think what's cool about the film, though, is I actually think it actually somehow manages to feel like a reunion when they get back together um, to work on Daphne's, you know, ghost hunting project. Uh, that it, which is weird because it's like only in the first few minutes of the film. Of course, they're going to get together. Um, Mm-hmm. But that that really brings to the forefront, I guess, some of the things about the film that I found refreshing. You know, it is, it feels pretty genuine <laughs> in what it's wanting to do. And it's clear that when they were making this, they kind of really wanted to go all out. And it is possible that my opinions here are tinted with nostalgia, kind of like you were saying at the beginning. But I don't feel like I've ever really let that affect me too much in the past. Like, we kind of acknowledge it, but then also... I feel like we've been hard enough on films we've used to love that, I don't know, I feel like our opinions here are still valid. Um, but I really like that the film, while feeling more a bit more grounded for this series, <laughs> right, let's keep that little asterisk there in terms of grounded, uh, it doesn't forfeit its ridiculous comedy, such as, you know, Scooby vacuuming the contents of Shaggy sandwiches with his mouth <laughs> without Shaggy knowing uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, the ongoing joke of, uh, you know, that he's still hungry because uh, that the sandwich was too light. And then it mentions it again. I think it maybe even mentions it a third time, uh, why he's <laughs> still hungry. Um, I, I like these little jokes and nods to what it's always done while also doing the thing that it never has done and, and adding real monsters and seeing how they really deal with it. I think that plays with it really well when Fred rips off the head of the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the zombie gets it back, it puts its head back on in such like grotesque fashion with that noise. It's like that mm-hmm. squelching noise <laughs> as it does it. Yeah. It, it's... <laughs> I, I, I like the little horror and grotesque moments of this film. And I... I yeah. I think that this is certainly a, an entry for Scooby-Doo. Make no mistake about it. But the horror elements here really elevate this uh, film on top of its pretty fun narrative, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, Zombie Island 
really puts the main conflict of the entire Scooby-Doo mm. series on the forefront. Yeah. Will the gang run into the truly supernatural or will they once again confront a man in a mask? And this conflict between the natural and the supernatural is one that we're familiar with because we've seen it countless times in Monsters vs. Men, no matter what series that we've been watching. The tough part with a movie like Scooby-Doo is that you have to confront the question while also not changing anything essential to it by the end of the movie so that the series can continue on <laughs> as it has and always will yeah. be. So in this case, yes, the gang does discover something truly supernatural, but no, they did not get definitive proof to show the world, right? They, they lost their, their footage conveniently. And it's the same thing with Fred and Daphne. Yes, they have something for each other, but it never can establish itself as something completely concrete because where would we go moving forward, mm. right? These are just some of the difficulties with working within a series, not completely unlike something like Marvel movies in the MCU, Alex, in that, yes, they can veer a little, but they always have to get back on track in some way with the grand narrative mm. of the MCU, or in this case, the SCU. <laughs> Uh, it, it is certainly beholden. SDCU. Yeah, there you go. SDCU. <laughs> it, it it is certainly like beholden to the trials and tribulations of being part of a of a ongoing, long going uh, series for sure. And you know, luckily in the narrative, Bo is there to help explain their way out of the situation. If they have to explain why certain, so many people, three people died on this island. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I would argue that my feelings about the film in terms of kind of what you mentioned about, you know, things are going to be okay. And we know that at the end of the day, um, before we even watch the film, but my feelings about that don't differ from even something like Totoro or actually mm -hmm. any children's movie. I never worry that a character is going to die. Actually, what is surprising about this movie is that three characters die on screen. <laughs> there are three <laughs> villains all die on screen, which is uh, a little surprising for a Scooby-Doo movie. But when, when we don't ever expect any real characters to... So we don't really ever expect characters to die in children's movies so when they do it really does have a pretty big impact which is kind of an, a, a dichotomy i guess for what we expect to see in in adult movies um but what's weird here is that this is a non-theatrical scooby-doo movie that i don't really have big complaints about it's 70 minutes there's not enough time to really get bored i enjoy myself here perhaps a little too much <laughs> at times and the the comedy of like shaggy putting on a nice outfit for dinner only for it to be revealed that he's gonna wear the exact same thing he is always worn and i love that yeah. it, <laughs> i love the reveal that he literally he does change clothes it's just he only changes <laughs> into the same clothes <laughs> that's the best that's the funniest sequence in the entire movie it's, whenever he trims his beard oh yeah <laughs> Dude, 
It's so funny. Like th- this movie has some really good gags. That's the best one. That series of gags there in the in the hotel room <laughs> are definitely the best. But there's some other ones that are charming. Um, and I love that the twist here in the film is that the menacing ghost uh, of Morgan Moonscar and all the zombies are actually good guys in the story of Scooby Doo. Uh, which is a surprising twist, right? There, that I I love how they reference it initially uh, with the zombies by making them uh, establishing that they are good guys and a what seems like a bit of comedy, but it's actually a hint that they're trying to help them. And that's when um, if Scooby or Shaggy gets stuck in the quicksand, yeah, if Scooby okay. gets stuck in quicksand and they're handing uh, Shaggy goes to grab a vine to throw it to. Scooby and it's a snake, and then a zombie hands him a vine. <laughs> and it's, it, it seems like a bit of comedy, but it's actually hinting that they are actually trying to help. We I mean, notice yeah. that they, the zombies yeah. only attack the cats. They have been, uh, mm-hmm. the ghost of Morgan Moonscar is trying to tell them, get off the island. Um, yeah. and I like that these villains, you know, the Confederates, ghost of Morgan Moonscar, are. And some poor tourists as well are all just trying to get them off the island. And they're actually trying to protect them, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. No, it is interesting. Uh, Real quick note. It's Terror Time Again is a banger. Oh, my gosh, Um, dude. The music was so much better than I remember. (laughs) I remember it being pretty good. It may not be my neighbor Totoro level, but it's it's still a banger. (laughs) Now, to 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 pick up on your last point there, Alex, I I did have a question. I I mean, yes, the 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 zombies and the ghosts—they're good in that the they are, I guess, helping our protagonist out in this movie. But I am confused why our gang keeps calling these zombies the good guys by the end of the movie, because and I don't know about you, but like what I saw is I saw this group of settlers that came into this island <laughs> that were probably neutral, um, and they established a pepper plantation. They're great, right? They're fine. Mm-hmm. But then we also just had this nice little group of um, peasants, it seemed like, that just wanted to worship their cat deity um, that are driven Dude. by pirates into a bayou. Yeah. <laughs> To be eaten by gators. Yeah, that's not so great. Dude, that scene Those is are so, not so good, guys. That scene is so brutal. <laughs> oh, it's so brutal. And Sage and I watched that together. It was great. <laughs> 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 but yeah. no, I mean, really, the only motivation for the ghosts and the zombies is simple revenge. Mm. You know, like they don't care about anything else except getting back at these werecats. But who the werecats? All they cared about was getting revenge on them so it was just like this cycle well the werecats were the gang is like the werecats were far past revenge they were killing innocent people at this point yeah but their initial they're agreed agreed because of the curse but their initial uh getting back at the pirates was just revenge right right and but then they they, but then after that moment they willingly killed people for 200 years Yes, so like the plantation <laughs> people that had the pepper plants were, were they were innocent. They they probably were exploiters of people, right? They <laughs> yeah, it's possible. 
It's possible. Um, but besides that, like the, the initial pirates that are presented as good guys, again, by the end of this film, are uh, not so right, good right, guys. But yeah, but think about it this way. Say your life's in danger. And the mm-hmm. most vile man you've ever met comes into the room and erases the threat and then disappears into the ether. Yeah. He was probably a good I guy in good that, guy. Five, that five to ten minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, h- hey, Alex, we um, have talked a little bit about Scooby-Doo canon um, and how this film fits into the Scooby-Doo uh, the Scooby-verse canon. Oh, yeah. Well, MVM Plus today, Alex, we have a special Marvel versus men across the Spider-Verse. It may not be Scooby-verse, but we definitely get into canon and we get into our review, in-depth review of that film. Um, we have a lot to talk about with that one. Uh, it's probably a longer episode than this is going to yeah. be. That's over at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. You can find that Marvel versus men and our entire backlog of Marvel versus men episodes and MVM plus episodes over on patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. Let's get into our awards though. Alex compelling character. Who'd you have? Um, my compelling character was, uh, Simone. I think she's a really great villain. I mean, the first, mm. the first hint is that she likes cats more than dogs. Um, <laughs> Um, but really, I think she's like towards people. She's shockingly warm and willing to kind of open up and talk, even though she is, Mm. she pretends to be initially cold. Right. So the, the cool thing is, is that it's all an act and that really, I mean, it really shows how evil she has become since her Mm. origin story. Um, she is no longer the uh, fearing peasant huddled worshiping her cat god. <laughs> she is now a mass murderer. And just, you know, her and uh, what was her name? Lena? Uh, they've, mm-hmm. they've got this whole act nailed down. And so it's just, uh, I don't know, you kind of wonder like what other things have happened over the years. Has anyone else ever escaped I just want to know more about her character, and I just think she's really interesting. Yeah, um, Simone's a good choice because you know she's not a part of our gang, and she is this interesting, compelling character. Mm-hmm. I chose someone within our gang, though. Yeah, I think it's a good choice. <laughs> I chose Fred, uh, and the reason Fred stands out to me in this film is he is the skeptic, right? He is the one that has to be one over um, on multiple occasions. He's kind of the voice of the audience, the adult audience in a lot of ways um, in lots of these moments. Mm-hmm. But he's also, the interesting, interesting thing about Fred is that he might be the skeptic and he might be the realist in a lot of situations, but he's also so aloof. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's, he's so he makes aloof all kinds of comments his, in, towards other people that are and and then Daphne's always like what the (laughs) yeah his interpersonal relationships he's just he's just such a dummy um (laughs) (laughs) so he's just a funny character I don't know Fred 
always cracks me up because he's a straight laced dude um that is aloof and you can just imagine him as a real life person too mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> What about your most memorable line award, Alex? Yeah, mine's when uh, Scooby Doo and Shaggy fall off the water, and the the Gators are, or fall off the boat, and the Gators coming to them, and they're telling the the captain, uh, "What's his name? It wasn't Jacques, was it? Yeah, it was Jacques. Um, they're telling mm-hmm. him to turn. He's like, I'm trying, but you don't turn on no dime." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, but it was not what I wanted. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Actually. Thank you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's pretty funny. I, 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 for some reason, I was thinking that that line came from uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, but it that didn't. I looked into it. <laughs> oh, what about oh, you, that's Eric? Ah. Dog? Where? <laughs> I think it's four times it, that joke least. is made in this movie. <laughs> yeah, least. it's four times. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it gets me every time. I really like it. It's just so funny. <laughs> and it, 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 it makes you wonder, like, what is Scooby? Is he maybe not a dog? Mm. <laughs> no. <he's> a, <laughs> the reality is, is he just doesn't have the awareness. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. It's true. <laughs> What about Can't Believe That Acting Award, Alex? Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, BJ Ward, who was Velma. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I really like this character and her portrayal. And, uh, you know, she... she, <laughs> I, I, I like the moments where, first, uh, she's in the bookshop because she's just so depressed. <laughs> I think she does a really good job mm-hmm. here. And then also when she's floating and uh, concerned about her skirt... <laughs> Oh yeah, um, it's really it's it's quite funny, and you can kind of hear the panic, but also the subtle like no one. It it feels like nobody, and maybe this because as a kid I wasn't aware either. Um, it feels like nobody is quite <laughs> sure why she's panicking as much. Like I don't know, it just feels like no one's aware of what she's so concerned about, other than the flying. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It's just, it's just it's a it's a funny performance. And I've always liked Velma as a character. Jinkies, that's a good choice, Alex. Jinkies. Um, yeah. What about you? <laughs> I uh, I chose Jim Cummings, who plays Jacques. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, boat captain. I mean, Jim Cummings is just a legend. That guy, dude. Yeah. He have is. you looked up? Have you looked up his voice acting filmography? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know who that is? He's insane. He's insane. Like I immediately heard his voice. I was like, "Oh, there is Pete from you know, like Goof Troop." You know, Goof Troop. Uh, but then I was like, I, I was looking him up, and he's everything. <laughs> um, he's just he's a lot. Uh, he's Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too. Um, he's. Uh, Pete from uh, Rescue Rangers. Well, not Pete from Goof Troop. He's the big fat cat yeah. uh, boss man from Rescue Rangers. Uh, he is a lot of things. You got to you got to check out Jim Cummings, um, and you'll be impressed for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would know him from Pete because I've seen so much Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
Oh, that's a good shot award. What you got? Uh, yeah. My, oh, that's a good shot award goes to the transformation scene where they turn into the werecats. Yeah. Again, this yeah. kind of goes back to the animation. It's like almost like, oh, that's a good effect or good drawing <laughs> award. But that, mm-hmm. the animation there where they're popping out of their clothes, like, dude, it looks really good. Uh, I was I was pretty shocked by how good that whole sequence looked. Um, yeah, I think phase A of their transformation is even scarier. Like when they first, um, when Simone first turns into like a, the cat scary lady, yes. right? Where she's not full wear cat, but she's cat scary lady oh, yeah. first. I like watching with Sage. <laughs> and I look over at her and I like, I'm like, did I just scar her for life with this? I might have. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to know in your review what Sage thought of it. Yeah, yeah. She liked it. She liked it oh, okay. for sure. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Today she was telling me she liked a different show because it was a little spooky. Oh, uh, so I mean she's she's getting into the spooky, but she definitely feels the spooky. Thea like doesn't care at all about spookiness. He just never has thought about it. Levi would like turn a show off if it was too spooky. Gwen used to <laughs> love spooky, and now she's terrified uh-huh. of everything. Oh, really? So you didn't watch this with Gwen? No, I, I've I've considered it, and I'm still considering it because I need to break this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. she needs to this be okay was... with spooky again. I miss her being okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one's kind of spooky. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Might be pushing it. Yeah. It My uh, oh, that's a good shot. Award was the Harvest Moonshot from outside of Fred's window. Kind of like a sunset shot. Mm-hmm. Might as well be. So I had to choose it's it. It's close as it gets, yeah. Um, <laughs> what about your unique award, Eric? So my, like, scariest moment award was that moment when all the cats are surrounding the mystery machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually just think that's kind of actually terrifying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like how he drives off is. with them, like totally. Oh yeah, injuring it's, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a wild scene when you think yeah, about it. It is. <laughs> like some of the things they do in this movie, you're like, wow, they just did that. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the cats that kind of like creep in and surround the mystery machine. Mm. If there were that many cats around me, I'd I would be freaked yeah, out too. And I like cats. I actually like cats. But that many cats, that many of anything, I feel like I'd feel overwhelmed and claustrophobic and get me out of here as soon as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you? Mine goes to the why are you even in here award. And that goes to uh, Snakebite Scruggs voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> why why is this character even in this movie <laughs> I don't get it no idea <laughs> but they do make he does come all the way back around full circle at the end yes, he does and he shows up during so that, chase scenes fishing he's just always yeah. trying to catch the catfish he finally gets it and they ruin it <laughs> shout out to snakebite scruggs uh, the knockoff crocodile dundee <laughs> exactly exactly big mona oh that's good I like it. 
Cool, man. Well, that brings us to our final thoughts and tier rating. I'll go ahead and start this week because <laughs> I think you will bring it in, bring it home for us today. So this film is my second favorite Scooby-Doo film from the 1990s, oh, Alex. really? Uh-huh. So are you a Witch's favorite- Ghost fan? I'm a Witch's Ghost fan. Yeah. I am a Hex Girls fan. Uh- <laughs> Dude, speaking my language. <laughs> so this is only my second favorite Scooby-Doo film from the 1990s. I love uh, Witch's Ghost. It's such a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Island. Now, granted, I didn't watch Zombie Island as much, but that's because Witch's Ghost is awesome, and it had the Hex Girls in it. So mm. I was kind of in love with them, I think, when I was a kid. <laughs> what 10-year-old uh, wasn't in love with Yeah, and I wanted to be like that's probably why I became a drummer was because of the hex girls. Um, (laughs) Amazing. That's probably why we met Alex was because we were inspired to play rock band. Yeah. Because of Scooby-Doo. So who knows? Uh, But back to zombie Island, I think zombie Island is incredibly fun and it's incredibly ambitious which sounds funny coming from a uh, Scooby-Doo film, right? Mm -hmm. But it's ambitious within the confines of the Scooby-Doo universe, right? I joked about it a little bit, but I'm also serious in that uh, you have to work within certain rules when you're building a Scooby-Doo film. But, But this film builds upon those rules and breaks some of those rules but doesn't go so far as to break the series by breaking those rules. Mm. It is spooky in a conventional sense. Um, probably one of the spookier Scooby-Doo uh, outputs that, that you, you'll see. Uh, as I said, I watched it w- about the last half of it, the scarier half, with Sage. Um, and she really did enjoy it overall uh, and wanted to keep watching it despite being spooked out. A little bit so this is a upper gamma tier <laughs> film for me <laughs> but i'll let you bring it home with your rating and review alex yeah this is my favorite scooby-doo film now i was a big fan of the hex girls also so i can't wait for witches ghost and i actually liked alien invaders but it's definitely a step down be care but <laughs> <laughs> compared to Zombie Island and Witch's Ghost. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed when they really leaned into the Scooby-Doo tropes, you know, eating all the food and they become super fat um, <laughs> at the contraband station, uh, sucking the, uh, vacuuming the, the meat off the sandwich, just their, you know, overzealous appetite the, the peppers were pretty funny um but also like just kind of playing on some of the tropes like shaggy's clothes um uh, and like he said his beard it's true his beard and i Funniest really like the, the horror elements here as well i i think they really work for me and you know it's a low godzilla tier for me uh over here I think I, I, I think I can't believe I'm doing it, but uh, I think Totoro edges it out uh, just because it is more cinema, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it does edge it out for a couple of reasons, and it's how special it is and how different. Um, but 
Scooby-Doo on Sabia Island, it's a breed of its own. And yeah, I would recommend it to really anybody who has kids or watched Scooby-Doo as a kid. Definitely recommend this as a watch. I don't know what you mean, man. Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, it's pure cinema, man. Dude, you know what, Eric? They made a sequel in 2019. Uh, Return to Zombie Island. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Mm, No. Spoiler. uh, uh, I want to read. I want to read one entry that I laughed quite a bit about on the Scooby Doo Wikipedia, or not Wikipedia, but the Scooby Doo like fan page or whatever it is. Uh Uh, Uh You know how they get chart like each character, and this is what happened to this character. Well, this is what happened to Simone. This is her. Okay. This is what happens in Return. To Zombie Island. All right. She was dead. <laughs> Love it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, so that's I guess good. she doesn't show up in it, or she shows up in a flashback or something. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am I think tempted that one to might be on HBO. Might, you might be watching that after we wrap up this episode. You might be turning that on right now. I'm, I'm literally turning on my TV to see if it's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week, before you do that, Alex, next week we're going to watch Monsters Incorporated, Monsters Inc. Ooh. Um, we watch Monsters Incorporated. Oh, you thought I was kidding. <laughs> next week when we watch monsters incorporated will our animated appetites be sated or will our strong feelings towards the first two films of the series be negated yeah i can't wait to see monsters incorporated and see whether these monsters are, are fated to scare for the rest of their lives or will they make everybody laugh with tears in their eyes go watch scooby-doo alex go, go watch scooby-doo <laughs> <laughs> as always thank you for listening to monsters versus men you can leave us feedback on this episode at nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod at gmail.com you can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. Become a bargain base mind at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. Receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which forms Subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, as always, for listening. Until next time, don't watch Scooby-Doo Zombie Island on HBO Max. Or Returns, because, well, it's not on there. (laughs) (laughs) And try to stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you.
I have been compared to Shaggy Doo more than anybody else in my life. His name is not Shaggy Doo. Uh, 